Hey kids, you are about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. He's healthy and fit, and his podcast is lit. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as calcaneal compression test and good old-fashioned home-cooked meal, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. That's right, Dr. London. I am here to help. All right. So uh, Cameron is so dedicated say to it. making sure. I'm sorry, what was that? Just say I'm helpful. Okay. Uh, Cameron is so dedicated to making well, sure that our podcast stays relevant. Well, that. Oh, what? Why can't you say it? That I'm helpful. Oh no, you, Cameron, you are, you are helpful. Yeah, you provide these, the mics and. You know. Oh okay, and the long pause was just because. There were too many words you were thinking of that just to pick one was too difficult. No, it uh is this coming from up from something? Are you upset with me about something? Oh, no, I just I mentioned that I was here to help and then you didn't say, "Oh, you're so helpful," which usually when I when I tell someone I'm here to help, they you know, congratulate me and and sort of kind of praise me for being so helpful. You didn't okay. do that. Because for me, whenever you say I'm here to help, that's like I'm a here to help. help. Oh yeah, when I'm not going to help right now. When you say you're you're not going to help right now, I'm here to help at some point when it works with my schedule. Yes. So you are because whenever you say you are here to help, I think you're physically present here. So uh-huh. you must be here to help. Like that, that puts it in context to me. I show up to my job every single day and I say, hey, boss, I'm here to help. Now, I cannot guarantee when that help is going to be done. Does that make sense? Uh, not not really. Do you, just just I'm move sorry. on. Also, you have a job? Yeah, my job as, as the podcast producer. Okay, okay. So I show up to my job every single day, which is your house. And I say to my boss, which is you, I'm here to help. You notice how I do that every day at your house? I Is this while I'm gone? I don't know. I have no idea. It's so dark. Okay. Well, yeah, I turn the lights off when I'm when I'm gone. Anyway, that would make sense. Okay. So Cameron is so dedicated to making sure that our podcast stays relevant that when he heard that it was Dr. Seuss's birthday... He went to his shed and he began working on something for what he termed uh, the good doctor. So, Cameron, any update on that project? Or were the, you building a shed? 
Wait, was I building a shed? I was not building a shed. Okay. I was building a a device. Okay. And what what was the device? Well, you know this good doctor, right? The one from the TV show? Uh, Well, that's different from Dr. Seuss. I don't know if you're aware. So if this good doctor guy, if he's, you know, he's like... um, is he the one that's kind of an asshole or is he the one that's kind of weird? I can't remember. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, either way we can just like fix him with this device. This was the whole idea. I bring it on to set of the good doctor. Go to this, and like fixes him. Yeah. Go up to this guy who's clearly got issues. He's either really angry or he's autistic. I don't remember which show is this one, but Either way, the device is just sort of a fixing machine, so it's going to figure out what the issue is. How does it fix them? Like, what does it do? Well, that's the I'm still that that, this is the part I'm still working on. Uh, Giving it purpose. No, giving it the ability to do what I'm setting it out to do, which is to fix the issues. Okay. In people. Okay, so it sounds. And then once I figure that part out, that's really it. That's like. I'm basically one step away. Wow. Once I figure step? out how to get the device to fix people, then it then it then I'm golden. Okay. Okay. Well, so anyway, so I'm ninety um, percent done. To clarify regarding Dr. Seuss's birthday, uh, Dr. Seuss, aka Theodore Seuss Geisel, he was an American children's author who is most widely known for writing and illustrating more than sixty books under the pen name Dr. Seuss. Uh, and so that's the doctor I thought you were referring to. Anyway, also with us is DJ Dylan the House. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. At some point when it works with my schedule. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler terminology. Temper my terminology to a simpler terminology. Temper my terminology to a simpler terminology. I'm here to help. At some point, when it works with my schedule. Yes. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest. That's right, Dr. London. Right, so uh, go ahead and look forward to that. Before we move on... I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. I found this note, presumably from a listener, carved into the table under the spot where my prescription pad used to be. The note reads, quote, Don't forget, tomorrow starts the new Facebook rule where they can use your photos. Don't forget deadline today. It can be used in court cases and litigation against you. Everything you've ever posted becomes public from today, even messages that have been deleted or photos not allowed. Uh, It costs nothing for a simple copy and paste, better safe than sorry. I do not give Facebook or any entities associated with Facebook permission to use my pictures, information, messages, or posts, both past and future. End quote. Ooh, I can't wait for that day. The day when all the The pictures become public. Okay. Think about the advertising we can do. Dr. London, once that day happens, take any picture you find online. Once this magic day happens where the day comes and goes and then there's just no copyrights anymore on pictures, we can make it look like Robert Downey Jr. went to your doctor's office, Dr. London. 
Okay, so you think the Photoshop ability from private photos is the the big gain from this. For us, yeah. If what they're saying is true, which this isn't the first time I've heard this, so I have to believe it's true. Yes. Then after a certain day, if all these people who don't post this important message that you're supposed to repost, who they, their images aren't going to be protected. So that means any celebrity, Dr. London. Oh, Paris Hilton came on the podcast. Oh, how can I prove that that was real picture? Okay, well, I, I don't like to be dishonest in our advertisements. You know, I'd rather be, you know, we tell people it's a medical education podcast, and I kind of, I usually leave it at that. Okay, well, if you wanted honesty in our advertising, you should have mentioned that a long time ago, because we are, that ship has sailed. Well, what are you currently advertising us as? How are Just you? Just whatever gets clicks, baby. Okay, well... Anyway, to this listener, uh, I'd like to thank you so much for your insightful question here on the Jock Dog podcast. We love to hear from our listeners. Um, To answer your question, I am not sure how much of your personal information Facebook uses, but from what I understand, it is more than what most people wish to think about. So, for Uh, example, at the... Uh, ignoring everything you just said, I wasn't listening. But so part of my... The advertising I've been doing, which is a lie, but it has been effective is you know the daytona 500 happened recently and i was advertising there and i was telling its audience targeted advertising if you go see dr london he'll make you fast as a race car okay so you're just perfect for that audience don't you think so i mean we're eating it up they loved it it's promising something that that we can't really deliver though. That is your that is for you to figure out. And also, so advertising for the podcast isn't advertising for my practice. Those are two separate things. Yeah, it's all encompassing. Anything that helps the practice helps the podcast. Anything that helps the podcast helps the practice. It's all it's all one giant blob. Uh, I'm not I'm not so sure. But anyway, to this listener, uh, thank you for listening. And now for a tale from the clinic. I had a patient present to me with some issues of constipation. So I began to ask him about his usual bowel habits, like how often he normally has bowel movements, how much water he drinks, things of that nature. And then he took out a notebook. In that notebook were three years of bowel movement documentation, including details of color, quantity, and even texture. Needless which to is, say, which isn't that weird. That's 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 a normal thing that I think most people do. You're, it kind of sounds like you're teasing this guy, but I think that is the com a, a common thing. But go ahead. Okay, well, so so what I was gonna say about it is that it's more information than I required from the patient in that visit. Uh, but it it is nice to be you know it's better to be over prepared than under prepared. I guess exactly. Yes. But usually the questions are like, you know, how many how many times in a week you can give more of an average, you know. But I think a log, you know, a log of logs, if you will, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty useful. And well, I okay, think you're... if you, you know, I personally, this patient that you're making fun of, 
I think that, you know, you could maybe be even a little more thorough than this guy. Maybe you could keep a little bit of a sample every day. Okay. Cameron, do you keep samples of... And, you know, baby jar, baby food jars. You know, they're, they're tiny. They don't take up much space. Maybe you have one of those for every day. Are you, are you suggesting that to me, or are you saying that you already do this? I'm saying it wouldn't be weird if someone decided to do that. I guess, to me, that would be weird. That would be unusual um, from my perspective. I don't think that the average person does that. Well, it sounds like your friend does right here. Uh, well, he was, I mean, I would say he, we were friendly, but he was a patient. And... I was commenting on how unu- how strange it was. Do mm-hmm. you see? Just go was- ahead. Okay. Now for today's medical topic, superficial thrombophlebitis. Superficial thrombophlebitis is when you have small blood clots in a particular area under the skin. In the upper extremities, it usually occurs at the site of an IV infusion. In the lower extremities, it is usually associated with varicose veins. Uh, secondary to static blood flow in these veins. Clinically, superficial thrombophlebitis presents with pain, tenderness, induration, and erythema along the course of the vein. So it's uh, it's sort of bigger and red. Right. Defined. Uh, a tender cord may also be palpated. And palpation, of course, is the term for physically feeling that part of the skin with your hand. And, you know, I think this is one thing you shouldn't uh, beat yourself up over. I think we all go through periods where we're a little more superficial and maybe, you know, a little more materialistic or we kind of get, you know, caught into the cool kid crowd. Maybe the cool kids start inviting you to parties and starting to like hang out and maybe go to lunch or maybe go to Witch Witch. And so you guys are hanging out at Witch Witch all the time. You're getting the Wicked. You know, that's the five meat with the three cheeses. And you can get that hot or you can get that cold. So you're getting like a big, like hot, wick, Wicked sandwich from witch witch right Um, and so and then you're like yeah i mean like you've cut out all of your old friends because you've decided that like this superficial cool life who's like all about like cool clothes and like cars and stuff and chicks and babes like maybe that is the life for you and like maybe that's not that big of a deal like everyone's got to like explore a little bit well okay so this is a sort of a different thing, Cameron. And I thank you for for bringing this up because I didn't I didn't realize my terminology could have been so confusing. Uh, so, so superficial is a term not only for dweeb. No, I'm just joshing, man. I'm just joking. So superficial means like nerd. Sorry, you're calling me a nerd now. Dweeb. <laughs> An education podcast. Nerd. No, it's so, fine. It's fine, dude. It's just like, you know, I've got my new friends now. So it's just like, you know, I care about like different things than you do. Okay, honestly, Cameron, I don't I don't approve of these friends you've been having. Oh, whatever. It's just because they don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, but they also, you know, try to pull pranks on me. Uh, They're just trying to have fun. Sorry that you don't remember what that's like because you're so old. Okay, because I've had glass and feces. I found that on like stuck to the walls of my house before Duh, it's funny was that your feces it's it's impossible to know whose it was it was all together it was all like mixed oh that is stuff
Frankie. Oh, wait. So, is this friend group that you've been hanging out with lately, that the superficial materialistic ones, are they the ones who think it's normal to, gla- to, to bottle up your feces? I that it you know it it it's not un, it's 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 it it was strange to me at first too but now that I I see it and they have told me that it's cool I realize that it is actually very cool to do because yeah I didn't think you had this habit before but is this what made you like them or was it something else What do you mean what made me like them I like them cuz they're the cool guys man of course I'm going to hang out with the cool guys. And if they're going to tell me, hey, we need you to collect a little bit of your poop every single day, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. It doesn't make sense to me either. I don't understand it. But they need it from me. And I'm not a, I'm not a freak because of it. I'm cool. I'm cool. <clears throat> okay. Not like you, nerd. <laughs> All right. Well, let me go on. Um, in terms of treatment, no anticoagulation is typically required, as superficial thrombophlebitis rarely causes pulmonary embolism. Uh, for localized thrombophlebitis, a mild analgesic, such as aspirin or ibuprofen, um, and elevation or hot compresses might be warranted, but these patients can typically continue activity. On the other hand, if it is superative thrombophlebitis, as caused by septic phlebitis, uh, typically due to an infection of an IV cannula, the redness will extend beyond the area of the vein and purulent drainage may be present. Um, treatment here would be to remove the cannula and to administer antibiotics. Uh, systemic antibiotics, that is. Hey, what time are you, what, uh, what you going to leave uh, the, the studio? Uh, my house? Yeah, well, uh, uh, what time? When are you going to go home? Okay. Um. Why? Why do you ask? This no reason. Suspicious. Just, just tell me. Well, I, I don't think I'll tell you. I, I I'm not sure when exactly. All right, he's going to be gone for at least another three, four hours. So just get it done. All right. <clears throat> okay. See ya. Okay. All right. Uh, Cameron, do we have a sponsor today? Unfortunately, we do not, Dr. London. It's just just been one of those weeks, you know? Yeah. Where the sponsors just uh, aren't, aren't, aren't hitting like they should. You do actively seem to work to get rid of them sometimes. Well, I mean, I do see it sort of like a dating app, like a successful dating app will get people off the app, you know? And so I see it as the same. Like, once we've connected our sponsors with their future clients, then we should be happy for them and let them go. Yes. Yeah. I I don't... But anyway, anyway, that, that, that's beside the point. Okay. We don't have a sponsor this week. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about you, Dr. London. I know we've talked a little bit about... Um, you know, your dating history and your past. But I personally, I think one of the most interesting and scientific and most medical ways to learn about someone is by interpreting their dreams. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. London? Uh, I mean, there are aspects of psychology that go into that more. 
I mean, medicine. Science and medicine. Yeah. I, and magic. See, whenever you bring in magic. Wouldn't you say dreams are magic? No. No. Could you explain the science behind dreams being magic? Uh, I, I don't think I can explain that. I mean, we can talk about the phases of sleep, you know, going, I mean. <sighs> REM face and a face of sleep no phases not 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 face do you is this part of I don't want to see the face of sleep Dr. London okay so I take it that you've been having some do you dream of a face whenever you go to sleep no no but I definitely don't want to oh you're just a this is one of your fears yeah Okay. I definitely don't want to see a face when I'm going to sleep, Doctor London. But I want to—we're—we're we're, we're not here to learn about me and my, you know, my fears of a face that looks like a specific person from my childhood. Anyway, we're here to learn about you, Doctor London. Okay. So you're. So would. You what? You're wanting to hear one of my dreams? Yes, I want to hear a recent dream that you've had. <sighs> I, I, I'm trying to think of how this would benefit the listener. Okay, so, and these dreams happen during REM sleep. That's named after you know rapid eye movement. Okay. It's the end of the world as we know no, I'm it. I'm sorry, not that right. REM. This is a different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, I I have had this dream, a few times where I okay, I'm asleep. Not in sorry, the dream. I'm sorry, not in the dream. Uh, so I okay. find myself in a lake. Okay. All right, and I'm swimming, and I'm swimming, I'm swimming, and then it's a lake. Remember, but then a whale comes up from under me. Okay. And I'm so then I'm holding onto this whale as it swims along. Okay. And then the whale up from under it comes a plane. And so Whoa. it starts to fly with the whale. Plane, plane lifts up the whale high into the sky. Yeah, and and me too. And at first, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's like I'm riding high. Uh-huh. And then I realize I don't have anything to to keep me attached to the whale or the plane. And whales are pretty slippery creatures, at least in my dream. And so I'm starting to slide off. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm freaking out because I, you know, we're getting pretty high up and it's, it's even getting difficult to breathe. And so I'm, I'm reaching around, I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing it, whatever I can find, you know, grab a bird. No, that's not a, what I need. I throw it away and I keep, and so then I fall, uh, and the whale tail, and it's like, so I'm already scared of this height. And then the whale, whenever I get to the tail, it flips me way up. And then, so I'm even higher up. And then I start to fall. And I just keep falling. And then I have a different dream that it sort of transforms into where I'm in a chocolate shop. So, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it. it at first glance, it totally makes sense to me. I mean, first of all, that's the stupidest dream I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, you, that, that's the stupidest sounding thing I've ever heard. 
Don't you dream about normal stuff? Like, I was about to say like candy, but you did say you were dreaming about chocolate at the end. Well, the store, yeah. But God, man, I was expecting like, oh, I was having a dream that like I drove a car real fast. But like, this is, I mean, this is messed up, dude. Yeah. But I mean, let, 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 let's go over it. So, okay, you're in a lake and you're you're swimming and you're enjoying yourself in the lake. So we can assume what's the only thing that you enjoy uh, being a doctor, working at, the, working at a hospital. It's the only thing you like. I, I, so I was going to say being outside in nature. No. So you're out there, you're swimming in the lake. This is you working in the hospital. And then a whale pops up. And who's the whale? The whale is one of your patients. Maybe the whale, maybe this is a, a patient with a big problem. A problem the size of a whale. Do you see what I'm saying? Or if they're So just you're holding on large. and you're enjoying all of this. Well, they could also be physically large. So you're enjoying all of this, right? Because you said the plane then lifts up the whale. Mm-hmm. That's the gurney. Oh, you think it's that that direct translation, that it's a gurney? The gurney is lifting up your whale of a patient, and then you're riding on top of your patient. Does this sound familiar, Dr. London? So, well, it sounds like my dream that I told you. And you're you. feeling, while you're riding on top of your patient, you're feeling this joy, and you're feeling this freedom, but then you realize there's no attachment, there's nothing holding you on to this gurney. And you're, I mean, you're riding, I don't know, four or five feet up, Right? So that's got to be scary. And so you start sliding off and you're grabbing whatever you can. But, you know, like you said, your patient is very slippery. And so your patient that's all oiled up and has a bunch of, like, doctor goo on it, you're slipping and you're falling and then you keep falling. And then you land in a chocolate shop, which is the gift shop at the hospital. That's your dream. So you think that your your interpretation of my dream is just that it's, a very that you direct... were surfing on is that you were surfing on a wet patient of yours. Yeah, you think it's a very direct translation. It, it's not like a. You don't think it's a metaphor for say. I think you had a big old wet patient who was huge and covered in oil and slippery as hell. Couldn't catch the guy. I think you were pushing him on a gurney, and then you said, "I would. I want to surf on this." And I think you, in the the outcome of that was you knocking over a bunch of stuff around you and you getting embarrassed. That's why you're dreaming about it. I I don't think that that happened to me. Prove that it didn't happen right now. Prove it. I don't I don't know how I could prove that. Hmm. But All right, do you want do you want to move on to the next dream since I nailed that one? Uh Okay, no, I can I can Let's do one more. Okay. Okay, so in this dream so I, I find myself in a field, and okay. there's this tall grass, and I don't know how you feel every time you see a movie with the tall grass around, and they're running their hands through it. All I think is uh, chiggers. I think bugs, and I think my legs are going to be itchy afterwards. And so okay. that's all I'm thinking in the dream. I, I, I find myself there, and I'm so afraid of getting itchy. So... You probably want to squish the bugs, huh? Well, they're they're so small; they're not really, you know, squishable. Hmm. So, so then I, I walk along, and instead of being on, you know, the dirt and grass, I start to feel solid wood, like I'm walking on a plank. 
and okay. I find myself walking on an actual plank like on a pirate ship. Ooh. Right? And I'm hearing, walk the plank! And I... Oh, no! Yeah. And in that moment, what I'm realizing is, like, my legs are feeling itchy. And walking this plank actually might feel pretty good to, get you know, take a dip in the water. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I look back at them and I do a little dance in the dream and taunt them a little bit. And then you make the big leap. You make the plunge, right? Yeah. Well, I trip, actually, in the end. But, yeah, I do get into the water. Uh, and then... And then this whale comes up under me. Oh wow, another one. Yeah. And then so we're we're swimming along and then this plane comes up under the whale. Whoa. Right? And we're flying uh I wanna say four or five feet in the air. Yeah. And then you know, this does sound this feels like deja vu a little bit almost describing. It sounds like it's looping back around, yeah. Yeah. I think there was a candy store. Anyway, so that, do you want me to tell you what I what I think of what you've been telling me? I I don't know if I okay. Uh, All right, so you started off in a field, right, with tall grass. Yeah. So that I mean that's this is your this is your place where you're you're constantly surrounded by uh, sort of a comfort, sort of a not a comfort, but sort of a, just what whatever you're surrounded by. It's like you and your favorite thing, which is medicine, and being at the hospital. So being in the field with tall tall grass is you being in the hospital. And then you having all these bugs around that are annoying you, that you want to squish real bad. Who are they? Your patients. So you think... Think who in your life that you want to squish because they're so annoying and they're making you so itchy because of the diseases they're spreading. It's your patients. So then you suddenly, that clicks in your head that, oh, I want to squish my patients so bad. And then you flash to... You walking on a solid piece of wood, walking on the plank. This is the medical board at your hospital. You think that if you start squishing your patients like you really, really want to, the board at your hospital is going to, quote unquote, make you walk the plank. They're going to fire you and possibly imprison you. But your dream is saying, hey, buddy, take the leap. Take a leap of faith, man. You know in your heart. That this is what you want. you got to take care of some of these patients. And you know what I mean by take care of some of these patients. So then you jump in the water. Uh, the water is also the hospital and medicine and stuff. Uh, and then the whale is the big fat patient that you ride that's real wet. And then you're slipping and sliding on the patient. And so I think we, I think, I don't know. I think we've kind of figured out what you need to do with this, uh, this patient of yours. Oh, you think this is all tied to one specific patient? I think you're slipping and sliding on someone. Okay. Well, thank you for I I don't like whenever you made references to the doctor goo and stuff, I don't know what you're talking about oh, there. I hate Doctor Goo. I'm sorry, Doctor Goo, not Doctor Who. In any case, uh I guess thank you for for your attempt at interpreting the dream, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think it was more just just a dream. You're just a dream. Okay. Well, let let's keep the crosswords out of this. Okay. Okay. 
we can go ahead and move on from there, I think. All right, Cameron, uh, you said that we had a, a special guest today, is that right? We do, Dr. London. You know how in, we've been sort of talking about the idea of having a co-host on this very show. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, you know, to cover sort of the aspects I'm, uh, I guess, less focused on some, some of the dieting or possibly even expanding to epidemiology since right or like the the intelligence the saying correct things um actually covering topics that are beneficial to people um being likable being nice uh being sort of funny you know just all the things the areas where you're lacking and then you can continue to bring to the table you know your little little game or whatever little little act you think this this is a game that teaching medicine. Yes. It's the only way that the, it, it your life makes sense is that you're you're intentionally creating the most bizarre life possible to maybe I don't I don't know maybe get on a reality show or I because the you're describing the most bizarre life but it's just you know working in the medical field and then teaching medical lessons to listeners. Uh huh. Does that is that reality show to you? Does that sound that crazy? No, what's crazy to me is when I was looking through your window the other night, you were stacking Wait. a cat on top of the dog, and then you were stacking a little mouse on top of the cat. Well, I have my figurines, you know that. Yeah. I support And sorry for our listeners, this is sort of my private life that we try not to dig into too much because I want to. I want to keep the focus on medicine. I think, regardless but, of what the focus is, it do, you just kind of give off a sort of animal stacking guy type of energy that has been a negative for the show. I mean, our listener count has been stuck at you know seven hundred and sixty thousand for weeks now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So no more downloads since that. No, I mean, we're, we've been trying to push it towards a million, and it's just, it's stuck. It's stuck at the one spot. Do you think it could be because your screen, like your computer also froze that day? Oh, no, that's a different issue. Because you haven't been able to use that computer for anything else since, right? It's I, I think the those screen. are, I think the two issues are unrelated, though. Okay. Like I don't, I don't I, think people. I, not, I don't think people not listening to the podcast is what caused my computer to freeze. It was the soda. I'm, I'm sorry. I guess I wasn't aware of that. Did you accidentally spill some soda on on a computer? No, I didn't accidentally do anything. Nor did I spill anything. It was just my computer was making sort of a coughing noise. You know, it does it every once in a while. It gets really hot. And so I was going, <laughs> so I thought I'd give it a little, like, little soda as a, you know, to kind of cool it down. Okay. And so I poured it into well, the floppy disk slot. Oh, well, I, I guess I'm surprised that you have a floppy disk slot um, on your computer because that's that seems a little dated. But in any case, so you know that electronics generally don't take kindly to liquids right i know that my computer got really mad and it froze up oh in a reaction to the soda yeah it hasn't spoken to me in days 
in, in any case, I mean, we 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 got to get to this co-host thing, Doctor London. Right. So um, we have yeah, as so our guest today, my choice, my my nominee, if you will, for the uh, the campaign of twenty twenty co-host. My choice is here today, and that's going to be our guest. Are you excited to meet them? Yeah. So is this because I was looking at a few I, the, the options that I was sending to you. And one was an epidemiologist. I was really interested to hear their take on, mm-hmm. on modern events because, you know, a, a lot of big things are in the news right now. And uh, seeing the, I guess, uh, f- tracking the path of a disease is fascinating to me. Right, right. So uh, is it by any chance that one that I recommended? No dice. Okay, so we can get them. All right. So is it, uh, I don't know, physical therapist? Uh, I guess I should stop guessing. I would say in a way, sure, absolutely, yeah. Okay. All right, so who, okay. who, my nominee, he is the smartest guy I've ever met. The cutest guy, I just gotta say it. He is a huh. person who I think everyone loves and everyone sort of gets hyped for. When he walks into the room, people start doing that dance that goes like, one hop this time, eh, one hop this time, eh. The, hands on the your knees. Hands slide. on your knees. Yeah, everyone does that most of the time, which I think is pretty pretty rad. And I just think he would he would be a great co-host on the show. And his name is producer Cameron. Um. Is there another? I deserve the spot. I deserve the spot. I deserve the spot. I deserve the spot. I deserve it. So, okay, you nominated yourself for this position. Uh-huh. And to clarify, this isn't a... Give it to me. I deserve this, this is... spot. It's my spot. I deserve it. I should be co-host. Okay, well, and while I appreciate you, you know, throwing your, your thing in the ring here, it's... So, so it's not an election. It's not a popularity thing. It's based on who I think, you know, could educate... Medi- medical topics the best. Uh-huh. You see what I mean? Then why did I stay up all night making ballots and then forging my votes into those ballots? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I have... Okay, because I've seen a lot of voting booths that that aren't at the, the designated areas all around town. Yeah. I've been seeing these. I've spent so much money on rigging this election and you're telling me there's not even an election. Yeah, I... Um... That sucks, man. I'm sorry to be, have to be the one to tell you. Uh, so, so no, it's it's a formal, you know, it's a position that you apply for. It's a job, you know. But I guess okay, since since you're all that's here, I've been letting this Eastern s- European guy sleep on my couch in exchange for helping like rig this thing. God. Oh. Wait, Sven. That's why he was there. Yeah. Because you, you talked about him like he was a, an old friend. I mean, he's old as hell, yeah. I don't know how old he is. The other day, you know how people, like old people, they remove their teeth before they go to bed? He removed yeah, his mouth. His mouth. Like with the lips and everything. Okay, so he must have had some traumatic accident. He removed that whole chunk of his face. Dr. London, I don't know how old he is and he won't leave. Okay, so so it's a 
noticeable problem for you then. Okay. Well, I yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Cameron. But in any case, yeah, fine. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, can... I, I I I want to interview for the position of co-host. I think I've proven myself. Okay. I think as the producer, I have sort of unofficially functioned as the co-host for a long time now. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I've even uh, you know our listeners who listen closely, they might have noticed I've called you a co-host a few times. Sure. Um, and that was more because, you know, you're supposed to kind of stay in the background as a producer and then you would just chime in and ask questions when it was really, you know, that was my job. Okay. And you were sort of pushing my thoughts and opinions to the side and then stating your own. Oh, you wanted the show to be propaganda. Yes. So the other person on the show is pushing your beliefs. That's what you wanted. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. That puts this whole show into a new context. Okay, well, rather than propaganda, that's not really the term I would use. This is sort of just educating with, you know, evidence-based medicine. So I would call that not so much propaganda. Uh, I don't think you need to educate medicine. Medicine isn't people. I'm sorry, did I phrase that incorrectly? What I meant is to educate concerning medical topics. Mm-hmm. Does that make more sense? Not really. Just interview me for the job. Okay, okay. All right, so Cameron? Yes, Dr. Let's London. Say, uh, okay, a few basic interview questions. Uh, what would you say, you've already listed your experience, what would you say is... Uh, your biggest strength as a co-host? What would you be able to bring to the table? Oi, bruv. I would say that my biggest strength... Okay, wait. Hold on. Yes. I Why Why did you put on an accent just then? I, I think historically, maybe people with a, have with an accent uh, do well on the radio and do well in podcasting because they, they have a little, you know, zest to their vibe. Yes. Okay, well, uh, one issue there is you do already have an accent. It's just an American accent. Hmm. So that's, you already have one. You don't have to adopt another one. A a non-American accent then. I turn on the radio, I'm hearing all these guys with these different voices, and I'm saying I could be that. Or are you listening to British radio? Maybe. Because... That is probably the reason why. Just people... just continue on with the, the questioning. Okay. Well, I, I guess try to answer the questions with your normal accent. Okay. So same question. What is your greatest strength? What do you bring to the table? Hello, love. Okay. My greatest strength has got to be my ability to podcast. I think my greatest strength as a co-host would be my ability to do the podcast. Okay. I will be there on time, or I mean around the time. Um, I will put my mouth near the microphone. I will push the words using um, you know, the wind from my gut and my tongue. That's how words are. And uh, I will be the co-host. And I think that is that is probably my greatest strength. Thank you. 
Okay, so you're, I guess to, to sort of summarize, your greatest strength is that you are technically, physically able to perform the job. Absolutely. And I don't, I, with, okay. I don't think that's true with my current roommate who takes out his mouth every night. I don't think he could do that, at least when his mouth was out. Okay. Okay, now he, as far as I knew, he was not, you know, a, a contender for this role. He is. He heard about it, and he has been arguing with me a lot about it, and he's vying for it pretty hard. Okay. All right, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll consider interviewing him as well. You're gonna, I'm, you're gonna rather... consider interviewing him. I mean, I would much rather have a medical expert as a co-host, just so we can keep reinforcing the medical facts. But I, in any case, we can move on from there. But you, okay. you're the boss here. You don't have to interview him. But you just, you hear that this man with no mouth, who I am letting live on my couch because I wanted to rig the election. You're, you hear that he's interested, and you're like, well, I guess I'll throw him an interview. I guess, because Sven and I, we did bond a little bit. Over what? Your hatred of me? Uh, no, no, it wasn't that, but it was... You were telling it, stories it, about me to each other, and that's how you bonded, huh? Well, he didn't, I guess, I guess one of his big, uh, his biggest strength might be that whenever I spoke about medicine, he didn't immediately take the other side and say that I was wrong, which you, un- isn't a strength that you seem to possess. You were telling that story where I was, I went to the grocery store and I bought too many tiramisus and I was carrying, trying to carry them all at once and that I, I ended up tripping right. on them and stepping on them and sliding them all around and dropping the rest of them. You told him that story, didn't you? <laughs> I told you not to tell people that story. Okay, well, but that's... He knew some of it already, and I I just filled in some blanks. Well, he knew that I guess I could could walk and was able to trip. Well, the part that he didn't know about was that what followed, because you, you said you bought them, but really you were running out of the store, and that's why you're in such a hurry, and that's why you tripped, and so then... Hey, you can't prove that. You cannot the, prove that the, I, I took them without buying them. You cannot. Yeah, I mean, there there were people watching. It was a whole show almost. Like, it looked like it came from TV with the footage and everything and then the stun gun. Uh, so so that's, that's why it came up. It, it made local headlines. All right, just ask. Like, he, he read it from the newspaper to yeah. me. And so I just filled in, like, oh, yeah, he told me about this. It wasn't a newspaper. It was the cover of Time magazine. Okay, we'll see. I, I They retracted I their person of the year. It was originally, you know, Greta Thornburg or whatever. And they said, never mind, it's this guy. And it was just a picture of me trying to carry 17, 18 tiramisus while also slipping, slipping. on one. Yeah. Yeah sliding around okay. like a crazy person they made me the time person of the year for that so anyway that's why sven you know i got i guess has the chance for an interview potentially sure we, we bonded over that story yeah. so in any case yeah i'm sorry that's got you so down um weaknesses 
All right, can you tell me, and this is the part where it kind of tests sort of how you view yourself functioning within a larger, uh, I guess, company and how you can work with others. What would you say your greatest weakness is? Um, weaknesses, I would say uh, probably like a piano. I don't think I'd be able to carry or even pull a piano, which would make me feel pretty weak. Aww. Okay, so your your weakness would be your physical strength. It would be a piano, maybe like a like a. I think maybe a smaller car. If it was a smart car, I bet I could push that. Um, but if it was maybe like a tank or some sort of fighter jet, I would probably be unable to lift those. I would assume, and that would make me feel pretty weak. Okay, I guess, and for the podcast, that I guess that wouldn't come up so much. So that is in your favor. That your your weakness that you can identify that you can't lift a piano or a tank. Uh, those those types of issues wouldn't necessarily be a problem within the context of this role as a co-host. So that I guess that's that's in favor of you. Okay. Um, what about your past employment experience before this podcast? You know, have you ever been a co-host before? Hello, love. Okay. I used to be the co-host on WTF with Mark Marin. Did you, though? Yeah, Mark Marin, you know, he likes to talk about his cats and everything at the beginning of the show. And for the first year or so, I would come on. You have to listen closely because I was mostly like kind of far away in the background. But I'd come on and be like, hey, I'm one of the cats. I'm Mark's cat. Feed me. D- hey, Mark, I heard that uh, Richard Kind is going to be on the episode today. Isn't that pretty interesting? Okay. So were you credited for this? I guess you could like ask you him were... maybe about Spin City or A Bug's Life. Okay. All right. Well, that that's that sounds interesting. I'm not sure that it's... Uh, well, that that is a big podcast, so that could bring some, I guess, extra credibility and spotlight to this one. Absolutely. Okay. And I can't do I, that anymore, though, because of, um, you know, the the order. The court order, you mean? <clears throat> Just an order. You know. Well, if it's from if it's from a court, uh, then you you would call it a court order. You might, one might call it a restraining something mm-hmm. or a something restraining order. order. Yeah. So I can't do that anymore. So, I can't bang on his garage while he's recording and say, Hey, I'm the cat. I'm the cat. I'm the cat. Yeah. He, uh, he made sure I, I can't do that anymore. Okay. So I take it that you weren't given the credit for that. No, I mean, no one gives me credit for anything. No one does. Right, because you weren't hired for that. I mean, I was. I basically popularized the show. The dude has a million bucks. I basically did that. And I get no credit okay. for it. And I, and I hate for it to get to this point, but I guess the conclusion that I'm already coming to now <laughs> is that... You said it. Did you hear what you said? No. You said, I mean, what do you mean? You said, well, I, I don't, I wasn't really listening. So you said, like, blah, blah, blah. But 
blah 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 okay. blah. So you're saying because I said said but okay. The point I'm getting at here is we're gonna go ahead and talk about what we're you know we'll consider your application, but I'm gonna go ahead and take a closer look at Sven's application. Don't no because, no no. Because Sven, no he is, no 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 absolutely not. He has previous no. experience. Okay, yeah, he's worked with Conan a little bit, but that sh- that is not he. Th- that's that doesn't count. Well, why shouldn't it count? Because and, like, I called the, to check. Um, because he, the because um, because uh, because uh, well, because because In fact, Conan called me back himself. Conan himself, he called me to say you should hire this man. <sighs> yeah, Sven did so much for me and it was like very personal he started i i I guess he's not usually like this on tv or whatever but he was he sounded like he was tearing up damn and so cameron whenever i called because i did see on your resume uh, right here uh mark maron so i i made the call to try to find out you know check about your past work and it wasn't good what do you mean? What did Mark say? Everyone who, everyone who I called about your previous work experience, they talked in a they talked in a low piratey type of British voice. Oh, the ones who would talk to me, those were the nice ones. Most of them, whenever they heard your name, like some one of them, I'm pretty sure vomited on the spot and hung up. But yeah, there was there come to th- there was someone who talked in a low pirate voice yeah it was it almost like every person you called who said anything remotely positive about me uh maybe sounded like like a man um like a producer doing a like a piratey type of british voice well um actually um actually dr london i've got a couple i've got a couple questions for you dr london um, so okay. who, what do you, um, what are your goals for, uh, to be the, to be a host on this show? Okay. That's a great question. So our goals, uh, in the short term are just to make sure that we stay as medically accurate as possible, that we keep Ooh, educating. you know, I just think we're going to go a different direction here. You seem like a nice guy, but, uh, you know, I mean, you're interviewing right now for the, for the job of the co-host on the Jock Talk podcast. And I just don't. You know, I just don't see it happening. Well, so I'm sorry, um, I should clarify. Cameron. Thank you for coming I in. I am the host. Thank you for coming in. I know it was a long drive. I'm sure I don't really know where you live, and I don't care. So, <laughs> but um, we might just need to wrap things up here. I guess I think I'm just going to be the host of the show. So I think I'm just going to be the host of the Jock Talk podcast from here on out. Well, no, I'm. I am. Unfortunately, the host. oh, oh, Doctor London. Unfortunately. Um, you just gave the wrong answer. You're just not who we're looking for. My name is on the logo. Ah, that sucks. That sucks, man. That really sucks. Your name's on the logo but, and everything. You probably got business cards about it. That, ah. Well, I'm really sorry about that. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you are wrapping things up. I would also like to wrap things up. I think this interview's pretty much over. I think I've I've heard enough that uh we'll keep you on your role as producer uh you know 
since that's what's available to us. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and... you know, I'll producer and uh, host of the show. I'm just going to be working on that. And then I don't I don't know what you're going to be doing. I guess being a doctor, go, go do that. Um, but thank you again for sitting down for the interview. Uh, perfectly, you know, you seem like a perfectly nice guy. So thanks again. Uh, this okay, has well. been the Jock Doc Podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, take some medicine. Take some medicine today. Did you take your medicine today? uh, See ya. Well, and also thank you to Digital in the House. I deserve the spot. I deserve the spot. I deserve the spot. I deserve the spot. I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. My name is Dr. LennonSmith.com. That was Cameron, our producer. This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. So yeah. I deserve it. I deserve it. She reaches up and pats your cheek with a flirty laugh. And then saunters off with a bit of a wobble. Wowza, what a gal. Why, you never felt a slap to the face that soft in your life. You should visit the old folks home more often. And while we're on the subject of things we should do often, thank you for listening to the Jock Doc Podcast. Since it is already on your mind, maybe it's time to go ahead and write that five-star review of the Jock Doc Podcast in which you describe to us your favorite part of spending time with the elderly. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Doc podcast with that coworker who always acts like their podcast recommendations are so much better. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com, where they can pick up their preferred way to listen. And don't forget to give us a shout out on social media. We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening.